Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud. And this is the world as it is today. Hey, Lanny, I got some good news for you. You do? Yeah. What guess, you got? Guess what? What? It's all fake. What is? All of it. Everything is fake. We're living in a constructed reality. As you and I have talked about so many times in the past, we talk about how who we would like to take with us if we go into the apocalypse. little plug for my other podcast with Adam over at Deborah Gets Red Pilled. But we really do. We, we, we question, you know, people in our, in our, in real life that we know, like, is this someone that we would want to have in an apocalyptic situation or not? And do you, do you what is the first thing I always say is so important? Do you remember? Uh, yeah. You always say that if somebody does not agree that the government is a social, is a construct that is totally fake, then you don't want to try to partner with those, that person in an apocalypse. And I agree and the reason being mainly because if that person is in an apocalyptic situation, they're just going to be looking for authority or trying to recreate a government of some sort. Yeah, that's right. They're going to try and rebuild. They'll try and be like that guy on The Walking Dead. Uh, it's like first or second season. They find that city with, a, I want to say he was the mayor or the governor or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Was it the governor? I he, think it was the governor. Yeah, something like that. That's been 10 years or something since we watched that. But... That's, that's why I don't want to bring someone who believes in that social construct or not, not, I believe in the social construct. I don't want to bring someone in who thinks that that social construct is not a social construct, but a, a hard defined reality that we can't avoid. I want someone who understands that it's all a construct because it goes outside of the government. I think it's easy for people to see that if we all stop believing in the government, the government wouldn't exist. A lot of people have a hard time with that anyway, even if they can see it because they go, well, yeah, but not everyone's gonna see it that way, so therefore it will exist. Okay, cool, I don't care. But what it extends out to is that I, I believe, and I think a lot of our listeners believe, that we live in a matrix of sort not necessarily a, a, uh, a virtual reality um, simulation setup, but that we live in a reality where everything is, it's constructed. Our history, our, um, our, uh, our money, our motivations, all of these things just seem to be something that we all have, we, uh, to use a trending word right now, we have a mass psychosis to believe that these things are real, therefore they become real. Do you, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when you look around and you think the only things, well, if I take it back to when I was younger and I was experimenting with psilocybin and, and other uh, uh, in spiritual condiments, <laughs> I, I, I realized that the reality was what nature is, is dirt and air and water and the way that feels, not pre-planning things and details, not having the right haircut, not going to the mall. And and I did, I worked at a coffee stand inside of a mall uh, around that same time and it was such a con uh, contradiction. I would be on mushrooms at my cabin in the woods, you know, four hours from here uh, with no electricity and really feeling it. And then you drive drive into town and, and go to a mall where the air is cycled in through 
filtered vents and people are all wearing the same sweater that's popular for five minutes and they're all going to sh shamefully throw that away three months later when the the uh, TV tells them that that's not in style anymore. And it's just uh, always seemed, yeah, fake and gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you mention being younger and psilocybin and my favorite phrase, spiritual condiments, um, I used to I, I used to enjoy my own spiritual condiments, and I would um, I'd contemplate some things that I think are a psyop now. I used to put on uh, Hawkwind, and I would listen to the song "Spaces Deep," and it would uh, take me to a place in my mind where I would think about how deep space is and how it's it continues forever. A concept that's so hard to wrap my head around because you know, forever is is oh, it's hard to understand forever, and it's so big. It goes outside of my understanding because it's so big, and then it also goes the other direction. It gets smaller and smaller into molecules and atoms and all these things. And here we are living where we're at, and we're so insignificant that. It just, none of it matters. And I honestly, I got off on it. Um, you know, it just, like, it was fucking amazing to me how pointless life was because it just doesn't matter. We're worm food when we die and when we're alive. It's just this, this wild, random coincidence that our atoms and molecules all came together in such a way that we happen to be able to think and observe the world around us. And we should just enjoy this while we're there, while we're here, because it's, it's a gift from the universe to us. And I really did find a lot of inner peace through that concept. But now, as I've reevaluated things over the last decade and really sped it up over the last two years. Uh, I come to believe that that was all a psyop to make me seem insignificant. Not just me, but all of us. If you, if, if you think about what I just said, and you know, if you, if you happen to agree with it, it's, um, it's, it's really unlikely to me that this is all random, that this would all just happen to be this way, and that there's no design and that there's nothing behind it. So I get into this spot where I, I shed that, but then here I am now and I'm starting to say it's all fake. Like I said, is good news at the beginning, but isn't that kind of the same concept? I mean, to, to say good news, everything's fake. Is that really any different than me saying good news? The universe is so vast and we mean nothing. Is there, do you see a, a major difference in those two things? No, I don't believe I do. And I, something I came to when I was younger as well, and that I thought a lot about is that, well, either everything is so meaningful, it's every minute detail is extremely important, or there's no meaning in anything and nothing is important at all. So either way is a win-win. And I, I can't really remember how I got to that, both being a win-win. But it's just kind of, uh, it is what it is. And uh, it's, I think that everything that I've been taught by mainstream society 
has kind of showed me that yes, I am insignificant. And even like, um, conventional, you know, current day religions is trying to teach you how small you are and, uh, tiny compared to, you know, the glory that is God or his creation or whatever. Um, it, I, I don't think that that's right. I think whatever you're seeing through your eyes in that moment is the most important thing ever and to exist. And for each person that's different. And, and the reality that I see is that I can't tell for sure that anything else is real for absolute certain, or if this is just a dream or my perception. I mean, you can see it on a day-to-day basis when people get, you know, have miscommunications. One person says something that they think is very clear with meaning and another person takes it the uh, absolutely the wrong way. And that other person isn't necessarily wrong. They're just taking it in with their eyes and their filters and the way they heard it. Um, and it can be totally different than the person and how they meant it. Something you said back there a little bit reminded me of something I heard Monica Perez of the propaganda report say once she said, uh, it was, uh, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it was along the lines of if God isn't real, if there is no God, then none of this matters. And if there is a God, then that's the part I'm blanking on. But I remember her saying that too. And we had an email exchange about that. Then none of this, then this really doesn't matter. That's what it is. Yes. Because because then there's something better and more important that comes next. Then this is just like the dress rehearsal. Then this is just uh, a waiting room. And if, if God is real, then this is just for fun Mm -hmm. or for torture, depending on how you decide to take it. But, uh, if he's not real, then it really doesn't matter because it doesn't matter how you, what you do today, because there is no tomorrow. Well, one of the many ways that I've entertained looking at reality in the world is, um, and it's just one of many ways, which is that this is a prison planet of sorts or a prison realm that we're stuck here, that this is a test. I, I don't quite as often as I used to, but I, I used to come to that conclusion fairly often. The deeper I would think on things, it would be like, yeah, life is just a test. Uh, we're stuck here. We're here for some purpose, but it's not revealing itself. In fact, maybe it's even designed in the nature of it that we're not able to find out what what our purpose is here and that and that we're just being observed or maybe we're even observing ourselves because we're just having some kind of out of body experience where we're, we're just seeing how do we react when we don't know what we are, where we come from or any of that. And think if you were maybe not having an out of body experience, but you're having an in body experience because maybe we're not supposed to be in bodies at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Our true self. And, you know, as we got hooked up with a lot of these like new agey types, um, since the whole 2020 fiasco, um, a lot of things I hear people kind of throwing around are this idea that this life is a test in a way that you have to get to a certain point that your vibrations have to be high enough for you to move on to whatever the next level would be. And that people can keep replaying this level over and over and over again until they get reincarnation, right? right? Reincarnation until you get to a higher level and you can move on to whatever happens to be next. So I just want to back up again to something 
where I was making the comparison of the idea of expansive universe theories making us insignificant versus the idea of everything being a construct and thereby nothing matters. I, I, I alluded that I was saying that like, what's, isn't that kind of the same thing? I mean, isn't that kind of the same position? And I've been thinking on that a lot lately. And my real answer to that is no, they are not the same position. And it's, uh, it's fairly basic why I think it's different, but it's that in one case you are just in in, in the first case, in the case of, of expansive universe, you are insignificant you are random and it doesn't matter in the other i'm saying everything's fake because we matter so much because we literally are willing our existence of reality as we see it collectively into what we have and thereby we actually have a ability to change the place we live the matrix that we live in i mean it could be something as simple as um, we all are slaves to a calendar. We're slaves to the concept of time as we've come to understand it because we measure it, create the data, and the data being hours, minutes, days, weeks. If we didn't record that, it's not something we can see. It's something we recorded long enough and we feel strongly enough that it's consistent that we can like look into the future based on a calendar and we are slaves to it. Like I'm it's, it's not questionable that to function in most of society today, I'm sure that there are some, some Ted Kaczynski like people out there who are living on their own and can completely remove themselves from this. But otherwise we're doing this seven days a week, uh, like, this concept of seven days a week, 28 to 31 days in a month. And, you know, the moon doesn't line up with any of those things. All we, we could change reality as we see it by simply switching to a different calendar or time system. And I think that that's, that might not change a whole lot of things, but it would change everything at the same time. And I think if we just simply through our, I'll say mental powers, especially collectively, if we all decided that the world was different than we are told, if we all decided that history is fake, history would be fake. Right now, I think that history is only, any history that's real is only real because we all believe it. And there's a certain um, illness maybe that is real right now because everyone is believing it. But, yeah. you know, not all of us are, but the majority is, and it's, it's become quite a deal. But if everyone just stopped, just stopped listening to the news, just stopped paying attention, it would all go away. Well, how many people who are sick right now or have been sick <clears throat> in the last two years haven't really been sick, you know, asymptomatic, or they've had a cold uh, like we've always had? That it's not been anything different than it's than we than we've dealt with as far as you and I have interpreted the world up until two years ago. Well, it reminds me of um, a little lesson that you told our son 
when he was outside and was stung by some stinging nettles. And he started to say that it hurt and was worried. And he said, well, let's think about it. Does it really hurt or does it just feel funny? And he agreed that it felt funny. It wasn't extremely painful. It was just kind of tingly. And then he realized that by the way you look at that changes the way you feel. If he thought, if he was afraid of those nettles and thought they were going to harm him and he thought that it hurt, then he would be in extreme pain and he could be howling or crying and running around. But uh, if he thinks that they feel kind of funny, it's just something to notice, to take note to, and to move on from, and it's fine. Yeah, it's not something... If everybody was getting nettle stings and we decided to stop going to work, whether you were stung by nettles, oh, I touched a nettle, but I didn't even feel funny or a sting or anything else. Better stay home from work. We better we better have everyone stay home from work because, damn, there are stinging nettles out there, and we might get hurt. And we got a lot of them here. And, yeah, and if anybody's looking for stinging nettles, hit us up because we have uh, too many. So many nettles. <laughs> You go wading through nettles when you, walk, when you walk through portions of our property. But just like that, I mean, if you look at the nettle as a, an enemy, something that could hurt you. But then the more I've learned, I've re- I, you know, you learn they're edible and you can make paper from them. And now since then I've made uh, tea and I've dried them to, to save to make tea in the winter. And I've made pesto and I've um, made, uh, I've, I've got a salt rub that somebody had made that's uh, with nettles and they're high in vitamin C and they're good for um, pregnant uh, women. And it's just like the list goes yeah. on and on. Uh, it's a how super beneficial, beneficial plant and it's everywhere here. You know, that, uh, that's, that's been one of my long standing. you mentioned paper, you can make paper out of it. I don't know how to, but I mean, I can probably picture it. You pulverize it and, you know, make a paste and lay it on some screens and let it dry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, back gosh, a long time ago now, like two decades ago, I, I started, uh, really questioning recycling, uh, which was, which hurt all of my, as I was a liberal hippie at the time, it hurt all my liberal hippie friends. This was before I knew him. Otherwise, yeah, this long, long before. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I was just questioning, the environmental impacts of chopping up and bleaching and belching a bunch of smoke in the air to like repurpose paper. When, if you just crumple it up and throw it on the ground or in a compost pile, it turns to dirt fairly fast. And people would say, well, what you don't understand is that it takes forever to grow a tree and cut it down and process it. You know, like it'll do more damage to the, to, to deforest in order to create more paper than it would be, to belch a bunch of smoke into the air to repurpose the paper. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. But didn't they make paper out of hemp at one point? Why aren't we doing it out of hemp? Or light bulb goes off in my head and I'm like, or just make it out of stinging nettles. There are too many stinging nettles around here. We could, we could be the, uh, the paper capital of the world making a paper out of a renewable resource that is, it, it grows too much. We grow too much of it. And, and we would be able to then say, yeah, put this in your garden when you're done with it. And, and, uh, it would be compostable. Just throw it in the trash. It's going to go in the trash, in the, in the, in the, in the trash fill. And it's just going to be, it's going to be the easiest part of that trash fill amongst all the plastic and, and metal and all the other crap that's trying to, trying to break down in there. The paper is like nothing. Um, but it's just one of those many things like that's, it comes all back to, what is our reality? Our reality right now is that we have to cut down 
trees in order to have something to write on. And what do people do with this same reality? They say, ah, we need to go paperless. We need to go paperless and live on a freaking computer before we'll ever reconsider what we make paper out of. Oh, well, there's a couple things I want to comment on. One was one of the earlier uh, conspiracies that I entertained was when I was really young and and enjoying marijuana for the first time when I was really young. There was a book called The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Did you ever check out that check that out? I think I remember the story. Yeah, so the you know the story The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Well, this book specifically was about the hemp industry and there was uh, the paper industry was threatened by hemp because it did grow faster and quicker and the crops were a quicker turnaround and there was less waste and less effort to go into it and it made great things like paper. It could replace cotton and make clothing you could eat it like there was a a ton of uses so then you know about the whole marijuana hysteria and talking about how um people would murder their families if they use marijuana (laughs) reefer madness yes and uh they outlawed it so the emperor wears no clothes is the book of the story of how that all came about yeah and it was it was just the powers that shouldn't be reframing things and shoving it in people's faces so they thought this was something to be afraid of. Now, if there was a campaign tomorrow that told us how we should be really afraid of nettles and how they sting you and how scary it is that they sting you and they're doing new studies to find out if the stings could cause ca- cancer down the road and the stings might cause heart attacks later and there's there's long-haul stings <laughs> that have happened. and like, People have been scratching at their same stinging nettle sting, sting for months on end. And if you know how the placebo effect, which is a real thing, and it doesn't, it's not a negative thing like you've tricked someone. It's the power of your mind to control your body. And people don't realize they have that. We've been conditioned to not realize that we have that. So you have to be tricked to to let it work. But if if you see the placebo effect, you know that thinking about something being uh good or not a big deal can heal you. And, and the opposite's true as well. If, if you're told all the time that you're sick and something really bad is happening to you, you could actually make yourself have physical symptoms. So that's why it's really important to detoxing really is just to shut off CNN and leave your house and put your feet on the ground. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's some good final words for this little episode. If you want to change reality, turn off CNN. I think a lot of people are living in a reality right now that's uh, and not just CNN. You know, I want to be fair. Oh, yeah. Fuck Fox, Fox News, News, too. And whatever. What was the replacement for Fox that everyone was going to go to? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Newsmax. Newsmax. <laughs> yeah. Or any any of the things in between or in the middle or the Daily Show or um, anything on the Disney Channel as well. Yeah. Go ahead even, and even if. And I understand there's probably some people who hear that and go, well, but, you know, Fox is a little bit better than all the other ones. And, you know, you're, you're probably right um, at this moment. But just remember, just remember this. Fox News supported Donald Trump for, for quite some time, if they don't still. I, I, I'm, I'm out of the loop on what these stations are actually reporting. But they, they really supported Trump. And, uh, you know, maybe you saw some good in Trump. Maybe you didn't. I, I had a hard time with the guy, even though I found myself defending him all the freaking time. Um, I, I didn't like him. I knew he was full of shit. Fox News supported the guy all the way through. And now that guy is telling everybody to get the vax. And he's telling you that if you are not getting vaccinated, you're playing into their hand. You're doing what they want you to do because... I don't know. 
Well, with any channel you choose, there's going to be some truth and lies. and the, But the problem is, is they're going to present it as those things being indistinguishable. And it's intending for you to be fearful when you, when the show is over. So it's, it's trying to invoke that fear response and it's trying to make you scared and it's trying to freaking hypnotize you. If you pay attention to what the beginning of any of the shows are, and there's that, there's like a, some kind of a chime sound or a dong or oh, and then yeah. big concentric circles, circles, look for circles. Next time you see anything on freaking TV, but like especially the news, and I, it's also really prevalent in sports news. Um, when those shows start, they start showing you a lot of spinning things, and even that ticker tape looking thing down at the bottom. I guess people have been spamming. Have you heard about that? People no. have been putting funny things oh, on no, that's CNN. Amazing. Um, that the tape that scrolls I, I, along I, the bottom. IP freely agrees <laughs> with Biden. You know, like uh, I don't know, they're putting comments, uh, whatever. Let's go, but branded. that but that thing scrolling past you. I mean. I try to stay off of the topic of smartphones because I don't have one. But I look at people with smartphones, and they're even they're, the way they scroll up on that thing and watch that thing. It's like a spinning thing. Anyway, let me take that back. The the to to the news. Look at the news. There are repetitive sounds, and there are concentric circles that will always be moving. There's moving things, and these are all they're all mechanisms to hypnotize you. And there's just an article out not that long ago. It was it made the rounds because it was not only an article, but I heard it when I turned on the radio in the car for a minute. And it was saying that there were, well, I can't remember what brand it was. Might have Buzz, Budweiser, Miller, uh, maybe a beer company that was saying that they were trying to make, uh, they were doing some research on advertising where they played a tone in on through your television at night when you're sleeping that was supposed to basically make you think of their brand so that they played that tone mm. a bunch of times during the day, during commercials. And then when you're sleeping, they have control of your Amazon fire stick or whatever. And they make the same tone while you're sleeping. You wake up and you're like, I'm going to start drinking Miller at 9am this morning. Yeah. To bring it to, to the Pavlovian concept. If they, if you throughout the day didn't pay attention, but you kept hearing a little ding and it tried to sell you dog food, puppy chow, Every time, same brand. And, and and you're just ignoring it. You X out the ad every time, but every time you hear the same little ding and Alexa's paying attention to how much you're closing it and she knows that you have a dog and she knows that maybe she even knows that you're getting low on dog food. I don't know to what degree Alexa is uh, is paying attention to these things or Siri or OK Google or whoever the fuck oh, any of these things are. We just set off a whole bunch of people's phones. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Well, actually, no one's listening. But they so do that all fine. day and you don't care. You're not even thinking about that dog food. But then at night, you're asleep in your room and your phone or your te television or your car keys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what makes that same ding sound, the same exact frequency and tone. You're going to start dreaming about that dog food. You, you are. It, it, that, that's the way it freaking works. Well, it's worked on us. Anytime I hear that boom, boom, I think, oh, yeah, molestation. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Special victims unit. <laughs> That beginning of uh, any Law and Order. Don't don't rape. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. I thought we were gonna end this, but we could uh, just dwindle down into nonsense. Well, I think we've officially done that. <laughs> we're here. So let's call it. Okay. Well, this has been fun. I have no idea how long we went, but uh, 
it's nice to talk to you without interruption. If anybody's listening and wants to reach out to us, be sure to contact us at our Proton Mail. Yeah, thanks. That's great. It's uh, the world as it is today at protonmail.com. And we are also on Instagram at the world as it is today. All right. We hope to see you and hear from you and talk to you more in the future. Yeah, and we hope to get some people on just to shoot the shit. So if anybody wants to come talk to us, uh, send us an email. Peace.